I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-lookin' for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any rocky mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings. But that's never been a problem, cause we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Welcome back, Brother Jim and Brother Dave. A little short in the studio today. Hi, everybody. Yeah, hi, everybody. Morning, Jam. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Hopefully, we know what to do without soup here. Right? Kind of like missing a limb. It is. It feels weird. Yeah. Well, I know the first thing we do is we say the pledge. So, here we go. Perfect. I pledge Pledge allegiance allegiance to to the the flag flag of the the United United States States of America America and and to the the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with With liberty liberty and justice for all. All right, so far so good. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Now we can get through the prayer. We've got a a quarter done, Jim. Oh, man, try not to laugh here. Okay. Father God, we thank you for the opportunity to go out and do some trucking today. We pray for the safety of our fleet, all their families, and all the other families and individuals we come across on the road today. We pray for patience and in making a good, safe decisions. We pray to be accident-free and that we all make it back to the comfort of our homes this evening. We pray for healing and 100% recovery for all of our family members that are ill. And no matter what, we trust you, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As a reminder, anything you hear on today's podcast is just a brother's and I's expressed opinions. Episode 96 did good. 602 downloads. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Where, Where are we at on followers? 216. We need four more. And we're at 46.6 thousand total downloads. Nice. We should hit 50,000 downloads by our 100th episode. I think that would be badass. That would be be cool. Good numbers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the broom that was late to work? No, was he bristled or something? Nah, he overswept. I love that one. I love that one. <laughs> Let me hit you uh, with one more. <laughs> Do you know how to cut the ocean in half? Oh, part the seas? I don't know. A seesaw? <laughs> seesaw. Man. That's right. Well, I don't feel too bad about mine then, Jim. <laughs> Let's hear it. You made me feel like I, I got a chance. I noticed uh, football season starts this week. I think oh, yeah. Thursday oh, night oh, is the... <laughs> You know, it was the yeah. first game of the season. Uh, started over. off, so uh, I did some football jokes here. So, uh, what do football players wear on Halloween? Uh, baseball uniform? <laughs> <laughs> something uh, with a helmet or something, I don't know. Face masks. Face masks. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I like this one. How do football players stay cool? <laughs> 
The mister. <laughs> yeah, they sit in front of those expensive-ass fans. By standing close to the fans. Oh, <laughs> man. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and, then, and then my last oh, one. Oh, he's got I, three I, 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 Trifecta here. Oh, man. What kind of tea do football players drink? Oh, man. Iced tea, sweet tea. Honest tea. <laughs> I don't know. Penalty. Oh. Penalty. Man, Man that's pretty rough. creative. Yeah. Tell everyone about the guy that goes to the doctor. Or is that your joke? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> that's a winner, man. I want to tell like that everybody joke. that joke. That's a good one. It's opener. really funny when you say someone else went to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so Brother Dave went to the doctor. <laughs> oh, all right. One day we'll have R-rated jokes and we can do that. So, <laughs> I've been struggling with the dad jokes, man. So I, I like I had to dip into the Oli and Sven jokes. So <laughs> I just I needed it today for some reason. I'm I'm lagging my my coffee hasn't kicked in or something. So Sven and Oli, they lost their jobs at the clothing manufacturer clothing manufacturer that they worked at. So they go to the unemployment office. Sven was asked what position he held at the factory, and he replied. Yeah, well, I sew women's underpants. So he was told to go to the next line and claim his unemployment check. Oli was asked the same question, to which he replied, Diesel fitter. He, too, was told to go to the next line and collect his unemployment check. So after Sven and Oli collected their checks, they compared them outside. Oli's check was twice as much, which made Sven furious. He stormed back inside and asked to talk to the manager. He demanded to know why his check was half of what Oli's was. The manager told him, well, you were a tailor, and your friend Oli has a specialty in engine repair. Sven's anger was boiling over. He loudly told them, what do you mean? I sew the underpants, put them in a pile. Oli holds them up and says, yeah, diesel fitter. (laughs) (laughs) What has that got to do with engines? (laughs) Diesel fitter. That uh, was pretty good. You know, with the accent, you pulled it off. So, good job. Uh, man, you were digging, Dave. I needed something, man. I was like, oh, the dad jokes aren't cutting it today. I can't do the one-liner. I need the, a story. The thing is, so for some reason, I can picture him standing and go, yep, diesel fitter. Yeah, diesel fitter. Oh, that's good, man. All right, new employees, we got David Olivas. Welcome to the fleet, David. Welcome, David. Yeah, welcome. Seemed like an excited young man yesterday, so we're excited to see what you do here. So yeah, th- this week's throwing everything off. I seen him yesterday, and I'm like, oh, oh Monday. Oh yeah, we got a guy starting. I'm like, oh no, it's Tuesday, and then the podcast is already today. Yeah, and, oh, yeah that's just that's kind of the, where the heart sinking comes in. It's like right, oh, strolling to work. It's Tuesday. Oh, the podcast <laughs> is tomorrow. Right, dang it. I made an appointment this morning, Jam. I even looked on my calendar, like, oh, I got nothing going. It's Tuesday. Huh. I didn't look oh. at Wednesday's calendar. I looked right. at Tuesday's calendar. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing going. Yeah, come on down. Blah, blah, blah. You know, so I'm yeah, sending. It's... It was actually an appointment with Rick Bowen. So, oh. Rick, if you're listening, sorry, man. I sent him a text at like 5.04 this morning. I'm Rick, all, I forgot it's podcast day. I'm all jacked up. I thought, because I'm off next Friday, and I thought I was off this Friday. I'm just like, <laughs> wow, I'm only going to work three days this week. Right. And, you know, next thing I know, you know, Casey and Kendrick are planning on having coverage here. And I'm like, wait a second. No, I'm actually here Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. So. 
Celebrations, anniversaries. Jeff Soto hits one year today. Congratulations, yeah, congratulations. Jeff. Happy, Happy anniversary. anniversary, Jeff. Jeff's a guy that's definitely, not that I didn't like him, but I've grown to like him even more. He's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, birthdays, we got Chris Beam has a birthday or had a birthday on Sunday. Happy and birthday, Chris. Happy birthday, Chris. And then family birthday celebrations. Dale Boyce's wife, Cindy, her birthday was yesterday. Tiffany Freeman, Gene Freeman's wife, her birthday's tomorrow. And then Tori Gamage, Jason Gamage's wife, her birthday is on Friday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday ladies. ladies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Shout outs. Going to kick it off with um, Jimmy V. Jimmy V sent me a text just a little while ago. Good morning, Jam. Just wanted to say I got back from having a good, relaxing vacation. But it was also good to come back to this morning, open my truck, and find it nice and clean. Windows cleaned inside and out, clean mirrors, dash, and doors wiped down. Shout out to the person or persons that drove it while I was away. Much appreciated. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked to see who was in that truck, but yeah, that's a lot better than getting a text, who was in my truck. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. culture right there, finally. Teamwork. Yep. Taken out, taken over. Right. Yep. Yeah. Working. Teamwork. Speaking of culture, I did a one-on-one with Luis Ibarra the other day, and uh, I had a, I, I wrote down this quote, right? I was like, wow, I love that. Anyway, we're sitting there, and he's talking about why he likes JFW, and he says, I love how you think about my family as much as I do. Mm. I mean, that is that is a great compliment. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that, yeah. Uh, you're right, Jim. I love it, but I just... You know, a lot of times I just refer back up to the trucker prayer, and you know we're praying, praying, <clears throat> excuse me, for other people's families too, yeah. the safety of them, and that's so true. We think of everybody's family or, or try to. That's the together and the teamwork again. Yep. yep. Yeah, you know, and I, I explained to him we we do work hard at the culture part. You mm-hmm. know, Super Dave comes in, you know, from the from the phone call. You know, you're starting to be sold a bill of goods about what JFW is, and then you come in for the culture interview, and he tells you we're family and, you know, how amazing our culture is and what a shame it would be if that wasn't true. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. that was, which is, and I think in a, you know, a lot of companies that rings true that mm-hmm. you're told something and it just doesn't happen. True. But uh, like you said, I don't think anybody really understands how hard we work at that, yep. you know, and then at a certain point, just like, coming back and finding your truck clean, that maybe that culture is growing, that mm. that becomes, I don't know, the word organic, where it, it feels good to do that, so right. it's natural. So, yeah. Yeah, I also explained to Luis, like, now it's up to you. Yep. You know, you have to be part of that culture because you're now part of the JFW family. You, you have to live up to that now as well. Right. So, yeah. yeah, it's a terrible pun, but when we talk about drinking the kool-aid if you've drink and drank the kool-aid then yeah. then you you take it forward you, you do have the to next serve step some. yeah <laughs> you have to serve some but well, it's gonna a, kill me you better have some. right that's a terrible <laughs> when you know the whole story oh gosh i bet not many people know that story anymore. yeah well let's just they've tell heard the, the term drink the kool-aid yeah but. drinking the kool-aid is a positive term we've come up with like yeah. hey you're drinking the jfw kool-aid yeah. meaning you're bought in you like what we're doing you want to be a part of this you're drinking the Kool Aid, right? But what it really refers back to, and was it Jim Jim, Jim Jones? Jones at the Guyana? Yeah, and, yeah. Tra- okay, tragedy. Yeah, I always think David Koresh for some reason, but go ahead and tell the rest of the story because I'll screw it up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, 
you probably he, have to help me or whatever, but I just know there was a group and he was, they, they, he was a cult leader. Yeah, they <laughs> they all ended up committing suicide, but he gave them all poisoned Kool Aid. Yeah, he he and, yeah, and they knew it. I mean, right. they they were willing to die right. for, for this guy. They were so and, bought and, in, and they, they gave were, it to their kids and everyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, and that was one of those deals. Like they couldn't drink the Kool Aid and then hand it to their kid. They had to give it to their kid first. Mm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. they had to drink the Kool-Aid, too, after they had their kid drink it. So that's, man, that's a rough one. Yeah, yeah so it's it's not good, but they were bought in. Yeah. I mean, they believed, yeah. and that yeah. hopefully we're, believe, we're, we're <laughs> yeah. bought in. in a, yeah. Hopefully better. our Kool-Aid isn't killing people. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it's Just making stick. them, wow, this is some good Kool-Aid. And I should tell my friends about it. <laughs> <laughs> we should change the subject. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that just, huh, changing the that subject. just took my Sven and Oli joke right out of there. Like, <laughs> Got a, got a nice email from Holly White, Jim's wife. She says, hi, Joel at Arapahoe Roofing told me this morning that he has been seeing a lot of JFW trucks on his way to a job where we're working on in Gunnison. He said, it's like a JFW train, LOL. I asked him if we were doing a good job. He said, yes, we were, and that he will give a shout out to our drivers. Always nice to get a good report. Have a great day. That is awesome. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah, we... We just, along with that shout-out from Joel there, Jam, um, Holly's parents, there was Holly's uh, cousin just got married. Anyway, we picked up some relatives at the airport, and Holly's mom and dad picked them up and ran into quite a few JFW trucks, and her mom was like, oh, they're always doing a great job, and, you know, I see these trucks, and they're shiny, and, you know, telling me all about it. She's so excited, and she's such a such a great person, and, and Holly was like, did you get a truck number? And she's like, no. What, like, what's that? What? Do, how do I do that? What is that? You know, and Holly told her about it, and then we'd give personal shout-outs. She goes, oh, I can't wait to see one now. She's dying <laughs> to get a truck number and, and give a personal shout-out, so it was uh. a cute cute story that you know yeah if we can do something personal like that that would be great that would That's be cool. awesome just got a text message from armando del val shout out to the mechanics that fixed 0016 thank you for your hard work she's running good and happy to be back in 0016 thank you to scooby and the mechanic that helped me bring in 0016 when it broke down you guys were awesome doing it and we're like first responders Wow, very that's, cool. That's great. That's great. Yeah, we were, when John and the shop sent that email out last night, the 16 was back up. I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Because that, that's quite a bit of work to get done last night. Because it was the one with the broken spring, right? Yeah. Front spring. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. So, yeah, good. Again, culture, working together, being better. It's it's good stuff. Well, and it keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Rhiannon from Ragsdale, she's a scale lady over there. She said, good afternoon, happy Tuesday. I just wanted to, to ask to give Rick 00100 like an extra attaboy or something. So we give him a shout out on the podcast. <laughs> he went above and beyond to help me out. I was having major radio issues, and he came to the window not just to help, but to also let me use one of his radios for now until my order gets here. He could have just been like all the others and just said, okay, but no, he helped me fix it. I greatly appreciate that. Nice job, Rick. Yeah, Good way job, to go, Rick. Rick. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yep, she'll remember like for a long time. Yeah. Yep. Specifically, Rick, but also JFW helped her. Yeah. Speak. What is that? Is that culture again? Is that culture? 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 Right? Yep. He just handed her a cup of Kool Aid. She just needs to drink it. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Rick or Showtime, Rick, Mikey Peterson, the shop foreman, and then Rick's buddy Kevin. 
They all got top one top ten finish plaques at the Brandon Company's first annual auto show. So nice job. Yeah, yeah congratulations. Yeah, that there was, was eighty four cars. Yeah, expected forty and yeah. and eighty showed up nice. and just everybody talked jam next year and hopefully Brandon does the same thing because they, they had music and food and all sorts of stuff there. I bet it'll be twice as big That's next year. It should yeah. be bigger and yeah. better, right? Yeah, it yeah. was really well done. Yeah. Was Rick the only one that showed up or did we have uh did Ray Ray show up there with his bike and no. something else? Yeah, just just Mikey and Rick. Rick. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And a lot of their their drivers, we, sure. we there was a couple Owens brothers drivers originally there that Janet and Dave got to talk to, oh, and nice. yeah, it was a good it was a good turnout. Got to talk to uh, Andy, that's the head of the shop now. Oh, um, nice. So he had he had a a Jeep uh, uh, scrambler, what, a scrambler that he had all fixed up, oh, Jam, wow. and it was it was ready to do some off road, and he said oh. he's had some fun, and he got the scrambler so it fit the girls. A little bit bigger in the back and oh, gotcha. stuff like that. Yeah, a scrambler. A right. scrambler. So he he told it's, us the story in. Do you remember what year it was, Dave? Eighty one. Eighty one. So the scrambler was more than a Corvette, Chevy Corvette. In nineteen eighty one, it was a thousand dollars more. Yeah. Oh wow. The scrambler. That's how popular the Jeep was or the scrambler was. Huh. So I'm pulling up a picture now. Also, so. kind of tells you. <laughs> Because I didn't want to break his heart, but I'm like, nobody wanted a 1980 vet. <laughs> right, right? The, 80, 81, Right, the 82. fiberglass, yeah, all the junk, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they were yep. just like, th- that was almost some of the years they tanked. Yeah, that actually, was like, the, you know what, what I mean? is it, 79 Mustang, the little, yeah, the Mach yeah, 1 looking yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I know they didn't do it, I'm making a joke of it, but that's like the year they put a V6 in the Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it says a total of 27,792 Jeep Scramblers were made. Jeep only produced a vehicle from 81 to 86, making it one of the automaker's rare vehicles. Yeah. So, huh. yeah. yeah. He Very wheels cool. that thing too, man. Yeah. 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 Had, it's, it's worked. Had 40s on it or 44s. Yeah. Yeah. Seen, seen a couple trails, huh? Yeah. 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 It's, not a, it's not a parking lot commando, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. He had the earmuffs. Hanging from the rearview mirror. Oh, right. Wow. His wife is like, "When are you going to put a radio in this thing for us?" And he goes, "Why? You can't hear it anyway." It's not loud, <laughs> you know? huh? It was kind of cool because he had a big stirrup hanging out of the passenger side, so she could climb in. Yeah, you know, because there's no steps on it or anything, and it was attached to the seat belt, so then she could just wheel the seat belt up and wouldn't get snagged on <laughs> wow. anything. It was just, it was cool. cool. Yeah, yeah it had the V8 in it. I mean, he'd converted right. it jam yeah. and. Yeah, had hydraulic steer and had the big rear ends under it, and nice. yeah, he he and he he knew the two. He he bragged about it. He said, you know, I can still drive it down the road at sixty miles an hour. He said, I can't run seventy, but I can run I can run sixty and go okay. places. And yeah, off road and yeah, it definitely nice. wasn't a mall crawler. When's the last time you hit a trail? I don't know because I don't think we went at all last year, Jim. Right. And so be two years if I don't get out this year. Right. Yeah, yeah, really. Out. Really sucks. I we need to go do something. Better yeah. get out. It's yeah. hard to keep up with all that stuff. Hobbies, got, yeah. hobbies, and kids. Your own hobbies and kids. They're they're tough. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and I know yeah. your kids are grown, but now you're trying to spend time with them. Doing <laughs> do, their do their hobbies. hobbies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, exactly. it's just yeah. Yeah, you have to you have to put yourself second as a parent. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or yeah. or I feel that way. That's just my opinion. You have to put yourself second as a parent, and your kids' needs become greater than yours by far. 
Yeah, you know? I mean yeah. that's the way it should work. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I it mean, doesn't work that way with everybody. Yeah, I mean you but, could you could still have a thing though too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like of course, you know, dedicate your life to your kid, but have yeah. a thing where every once in a while you get good to, get to go do yeah. that thing. Yeah. Luckily, Bella, she's like well, she's a little princess, but she can be a tomboy as well. So like, you know, shooting go, guns, go shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, go, you know? absolutely. But it still changes the experience. It but, does. It does. Yeah. Yep. So cool. You guys have any shout outs for anybody? Um, I just threw one in here right quick, Jim. Um, and, uh, Holly brought it to my attention last night. Um, and then Dave ran across the article or the little deal this morning, but the next door app where your neighborhoods can, you All know, the snitches go. Yeah. 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 yeah tell you about the, the hooded, <laughs> the, the hooded guy. The hooded guy running around your car, stealing out of it. But yeah. um, anyway. Has anyone seen my white fluffy dog? It disappeared four days ago. I mean, I hate to interrupt, but like a lot of them was like, oh my God, did anybody else see the man walking down the block earlier? He stopped and like tied his shoe and then kept going. It was really strange. That's kind of what I'm getting at about the hooded guy. If you know, watch the video, he's jogging. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. He just has his hoodie up, yeah. you know, and he jogged past your car. Yes, but yeah. he didn't stop and open the door, right? He you didn't know? do a smash and grab. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, also the, the app leads to diff- different stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to talk about, and it happens to be uh, Ann's husband, Rob, um, posted a story that he was at the grocery store and uh, had a couple in front of him. And uh, the couple was like, oh, the husband was like, oh, my gosh, I, I forgot my wallet. I think I left it in the car. And and he, the couple was like, go ahead, Rob. And Rob's like, I'm not in a hurry. Just run out and get your wallet. You know, I'll, I'll wait. No big deal. And the guy comes back in. And I guess then he realized he left his wallet at home and wife didn't bring her purse. And Rob was like, you know, how much is it? And it just wasn't all that much. So anyway, Rob bought the guy's groceries, a couple's groceries in front of him. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, you know, he didn't say it in the story, but I'm, I'm sure he's just feeling good about himself at this point. You know, he right. did something right. unordinary. It felt good. And when the when got done with the buying the groceries and stuff, the guy was like, oh, give me your address. I'll send you the money. What can I do to repay you? I can't believe you did this. You know, just all that stuff. And it was all in the story. And then Rob finishes out. He goes out and, and he sees a cart and he goes, ah, I'll push it back and put it up and and then he says, oh, he grabs another one because it was really close. And then he looks over, and here's another guy seeing what he's doing. Having a contest. Yeah, having a Putting contest. carts back. So the, <laughs> other guy, so the other guy grabs a cart, and they're both pushing carts back. And, you know, Rob, at the beginning of the story there, he, he says, you know, I, I've been judged. You know, I was, I was in the service, and Rob, thank you for the service. You know, and and he he's a biker, so, you know, you might see him on a bike, and, you know. and He's a pipe fitter. Pipe fitter, and all rough kind of jobs or you know he's got a beard and different stuff like that that you know how we all judge a book by its cover might not be the friendliest guy Uh and and he goes through all this and he does this and you know i i think the the just of the story is how good he felt about himself and that we all need to be humble and do things like that and then him pushing the carts back and then this other guy's like well i i can do that you know and so it's just a shout out to rob Way to go, buddy! Way to Absolutely. way to step out, step up, and be humble, and yeah. and uh, you know have have some faith in the world. That is awesome. Nice job, Rob. A little discouraging to go to the grocery store, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> won't go get groceries, but man, how many carts am I going to have to put away? <laughs> right. right. You know, I have to admit, I, the wife and I did some running around, had a super chill weekend. It was probably the, it was almost like a staycation because we just got to stay home and knocked off some projects. But anyway, I'm getting off the subject. We had to run to Walmart, uh, I say late, but we were just having some friends over we actually had dad over uh monday night and needed a few things we buzz into walmart right quick you know one of those fast oh i need one thing but we're gonna get eight while we're here you know what i mean and who doesn't just love a walmart trip man right i walk into that place and you just never know what you're gonna see it could be like put a smile on your face or just astonishment right right? you just (laughs) never know what you're gonna get and yeah, I'll just leave it at that. I just I love Walmart. That's all I can say. There could be a star shooting where there. <laughs> well, there could be it anywhere, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, must have been the Walmart weekend because Holly goes, "Hey, we're just out of everything. I need to run to Walmart." You know, and she asked Sally, "Hey, will you run to Walmart with me?" And Sally's like, "Sure, let's go." And she's asked me, "What do you want?" And I'm like, "Well, we could use some bacon and needed eggs and all this other stuff." And they're gone for quite a while. And I'm like, "Did you get everything you, you needed?" And she's like, "Yeah, it was a really good trip," you know, and. She goes, I ran into Amber and Jesse. And I was working on something in the garage, and she goes, yeah, it was good to see Amber and Jesse. I got to meet Jesse. And I'm, I finally turned to her, and I'm like, I don't know who Amber and Jesse are. <laughs> you know, it just, it, just, it just didn't register, you know. And she looks at me with, like, this dumb face, like, you don't know who Amber and Jesse are? So, anyway, I had to eat crow and tell Amber yesterday oh, the same geez. story. So, talking about Amber that works yeah, here of and course. Jesse, yeah, her husband, husband Jesse. right? Yeah. And just, I was just busy and I'm like, I don't know who Amber and Jesse are. You know, if so. she just said I ran into Amber, you probably would have put the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I'm like, I don't know who Amber and Jesse are. And anyway, so mm-hmm. it was a funny laugh. So, yeah, you Gu- never know who you're going to run into. Guilty, and, Jim. Yep, yeah, guilty. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do have one more shout out from Big Country. He went on, uh, he went out on a trip out east somewhere. I can't remember where if it's Tennessee or I don't know. I'm sorry, Big Country. But anyway, uh, Jackie surprised him. You know, they got in the car and she's like, "Oh, just follow GPS." And he's like, "Why is the GPS taking me towards my dad's house?" Yeah. She's like, "Oh, well, just drive." And <laughs> I guess Jackie and then the dad's lady they they came up with this plan so neither one nice. of them knew but anyway so shout out to my dad they didn't know until they knew they didn't know <laughs> like yeah i mean big country was able to put the pieces together because he's driving there but yeah. it's probably a pretty good surprise for the dad i bet it was yeah anyway he so says shout out to my dad rick he lives 1400 miles away and he still finds time to listen to the podcast every week yeah and a side note they call him old country that's no, old yeah, country. That's he, a good he, one. He always yeah. liked the big country, so they call him old country. So that kind of makes me think of like uh, during the Vietnam War. You know, they talked about were you in country? So I wonder if he's got a oh. sibling they can call in country. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that's probably that, not funny for anyone that was in the war because it was horrific. But yeah, right, right, I'll in make country. Fun of it and I don't mean to. Yeah, I, I'm sure Dave will because I know he remembers, and I'm surprised he's not saying it. So why they were on the road trip doing this? They texted Dave, and Jackie had a question for Dave. They were listening to the podcast. Yeah, they were listening to the podcast, and it was a question about how come we just don't knock off running like, I'm I'm making this part up, but like loads of salt. How come we just don't go back and forth, back and forth, and get it done instead of dropping a load of salt? And 
I don't know, let's say we're, we're Douglas County for today. Maybe we're close to Morrison. We go grab a load of Morrison and then come back up. And yeah. like, how can we don't do that? Jackie was just curious about that. And, you know, Dave went ahead and explained it. You know, we call it the stay loaded program. And, you know, it's better to go to A to B to C instead of just back and forth to A to C. Right. And she was like, oh, I get it. In fact, she was on the phone. Dave called him yeah. back. It text, and yeah. then Dave called him back. And she's like, oh, I get it. It just didn't make sense. How come we're just not knocking these loads out? And and so, yeah, it was a good conversation. Then also having somebody pay attention to what, what we're doing. You yeah. know, it's a legitimate She couldn't get class. a hold of me, so she talked to Jam, I think. Oh. <laughs> that was not when I called her back. She was all over it. Oh, got it. I was just like, wow, this sounds exactly like what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't know about that phone call, so yeah, yeah, they were they were listening. They sent a picture first that they were in the right lane. It was like <laughs> no left lanes here, you know what I mean? And then yeah, same exact question about why don't you just dedicate some trailers to salt so you're not fighting contamination and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. and then I'm glad our answers were synced up because I'm yeah. like, well, it's because of the state loaded program, right? Here's how that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you're about. You, your would amount you, of time of clean out for that, I mean, it's it's truly. Yeah, we're all adults, and minutes. you should be able to swing your leg over that top rail yeah. and get in there and sweep yep. it out. Yep. You know, but if you don't know what we're talking about, so let's say a guy ran a load of salt to the Eisenhower Tunnel, right? He's not going to pass fry yeah, exactly, bring the load. to exactly. come back yeah. and go get salt. Right. Yep. right. We're going to grab that fry load and get yep. paid. So. Yep. Yeah, That's the sure. stay-loaded program. Absolutely. Awesome. I, I have a last shout-out there for Rich Trujillo. Go for it. <clears throat> I know I gave everybody the story a week ago. City Councilman Trujillo. <laughs> yep, running future, for, future for city Commerce Council. City City Council, yep. Ward 3. Yes, sir. Go, Rich. So anyway, uh, we were able to get Rich on the ballot, but it is a write-in mm. ballot. So the people in his district or his ward are going to have to write in his name. So the, the campaign is not going to be easy, but... I credit Rich for his tenacity and and want and desire to continue with this and yeah. and move forward. And it's going to be it, the the people that are doing his campaign said it's going to be fun. So it, it's going to be a challenge, and <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And there's going to be a lot learned, a lot of firsts for I know for Rich and Joni. I mean Joni, I got to speak up is is really by his side and supportive and engaged and you know handling the the. Dotting the I's and crossing the T's in the background and making things happen. And hopefully we can meet with the strategists this weekend and stuff like that. But he's got a big campaign to try and win ahead. I know uh, for a fact in the last race, the last time this seat was up, 2,300 people voted. It was a three-way race, and the person with 800 votes won. So it, it that you do the numbers, you break that out. The other two had to get 750 and 750 or some combination of that, you know, which which couldn't have been more than eight hundred. So, it kind of it's so close. That's how it was. And it, I believe, there's only two people running in this race. It's Rich and the the other person. So, anyway, kudos to you, Rich. Thanks for hanging in there and, and making it happen. And it's going to be fun. You know, win, lose, or draw. I give you credit for you're you're the man in the arena. You're the one going to get scarred and bloody and beaten and knocked around and if you come out victorious, you won. And if you lose, you still won. You're going to be more prepared for the next time. You're going to be more engaged. And, uh, I mean, it's where we're at in this country, we need more and more people like you with common sense and our same interests and care for our community because this this other person that he's running against, uh, 
she believes Suncor should be closed, that it's you know dangerous here to our environment. Uh, it's not good for Commerce City, and there's a lot of things that, that are not good uh, for anyone in our industry you know it's it's not good for so we we really yeah it's going to be a challenge rich i i got a lot of i got a lot of hope for you buddy i'm proud of you yeah i get i gotta back that up for you know the rich and Joni is doing it as a family dave yeah is what it what you know talking to him you know a couple weeks ago and and going through that and then anybody that's listening you know if you're if you're in commerce city we didn't go through everybody's address but if you're in Commerce City and you think you're in, and they call it wards, you're in Ward 3, which is a district, you're allowed to vote for Rich. And again, like Dave said, we'll have to, you'll have to write their names in. But also, I want to spread the word, if you know anybody in Commerce City and can find out that they're in Ward 3, we need them to vote come November, Dave, right? That's the city council yeah. race in November. Um, to write in, you know, Rich's name. And then, you know, when Dave's talking about uh, the opponent he's running against, I'm just so, so shocked that, you know, they absolutely want to close Suncor and, you know, Suncor and, Suncor and the pollutants and all this other stuff. It just amazes me that it's a, it's a black or white, you know, situ, situation is just close Suncor. There's not that, hey, can Suncor be better? Can we put pressure on Suncor, you know, if it does have certain pollutants? What are they doing to make the environment better? But if we close them, what does it do to fuel prices, gas prices in Colorado? And I quickly looked up, uh, Suncor is a Canadian company, but I believe here in Colorado, they employ 12,000 people. And I bet a lot of those 12,000 people work in Commerce City or live in Li Commerce yeah. City, I mean, yeah. live in Denver. And, and how do you employ those 12,000 people? What do, you're just going to close something. There's not, can we do something to help Suncor right. be better? Right. Oh, Jim, you're yeah, spot on. It, it's, just, it's just black and white, let's close them. They're bad. That, that's not the solution. No. That no, is not the solution. Unfortunately, that's the world we're living you know, in today and right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially with the all the greenhouse gas and the, the pollution and all the things that are being fought. Yeah, yeah that's where I, no, that's where I was going with, with the trucks, Dave, is look at our trucks. Look what we've done to make it better. But the next step is going to be hard on the industry even more. So stop. Stop. We've made all these steps. We've done this. Let the technology catch up to our trucks and what's out there because – as the United States and our trucks, if, if you have a late model truck, we hardly have any pollution. Jim, look at the inside of the exhaust Yeah, pipe. that's what there's, I mean. There's, there, it's there's clean. None. Yes. There's rust on it. It's yeah. so clean. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable right now. And if, if that were to happen, if Suncor were to close, we're already at the highest prices of inflation that we've ever seen. I'm not just talking about the cost of gas or fuel. Our food, our groceries, going out to eat, our wages the cost of a vehicle, the cost of a truck, the cost of all of these things are beyond belief, out of control. You close Suncor, all of those rates go up. Not just your gas or your fuel, because guess what? Everything is delivered by a truck. And in order to get fuel for it, you're going to need to get it somewhere. Well, it's not coming from down the street anymore. It's going to be have to be shipped in or piped in from somewhere else. The availability of it is going to go down. I can't imagine what it's going to cost to fly out a DIA. Yeah, because there's no fuel here. Absolutely. I mean, everything, everything about closing Suncor 
is going to be expensive. I guess yeah. I'll leave it at that. It's going to be expensive. You know, and I, I guess I have to just jump in and give this analogy because when you hear people talk about Suncor, they just go, oh, they're they're not in... Uh, uh, compliance. Compliance. Thank yep. you, Dave. Or Jim. Thank you. Uh, they're not in compliance. And what I mean by that is you go back and you look and go, oh, geez, in you know 2022, uh, they got a complaint for... I, I don't even know. I can't even give you an example. Right, of what the they gases got. or whatever they e- let. Exactly, they let, yeah. exactly. Right. They had something misfire. It is no different than looking up JFW's CSA score and going, well, they're not in compliance. They've got a ticket on their record for tinted windows. Or they've got a ticket, you know, they had one tire with less than two thirty seconds tread on it. Right. Or something like that, right, where when you tell someone that's uneducated in our industry what that means, it's nothing. Right, but you take the average person and say, "Well, gosh, Suncor isn't in compliance. They've got a ticket for this, or they've got a ticket for that, and they're not in compliance." And you instantly think, "Wow, that's that's bad. They're a bad company." Right. When in reality, if you say the same thing to someone that's uneducated about the trucking industry, and you tell them, "Hey, we have a ticket for tinted windows. We have a ticket for one tire. You know, we've got eighteen hundred. Yeah, just we're running make- eighteen hundred tires, yeah. and they found one." You know, and, and I'm making that up. We don't have that, but I, uh, we have the tinted windows. We have you know an air leak. Yeah, we no, have no seat belt yeah, no or seat the, dri- you this know, the is driver's a bad license. Company, yeah, right. Yeah. No, we're not. Neither is Suncor. Yeah, because you're going to go that they had a pollutant problem or something not fire, like you said in in 2019. And the way I look at it is out of making four billion gallons right. of fuel right. that served you know the airport everybody because yes. the the one thing. You know, from that video we watched about closing Suncor, they repeatedly said the only, <laughs> only uh, refinery in Colorado. Yes, the oh, only. They, they just kept saying the words only. And they All want right? it gone. It's Wy- the only one, and they want it gone. Right, right. Wyoming, I believe, from that guy that came in, they have five? I don't three, remember. Three. Wyoming has three, and they have half our population, but that's how many uh, refineries Wyoming has. So it wouldn't crush Wyoming. It would crush the Rocky Mountain region region if Suncor was put out of business. Yes. That you know, takes every single cost. I can't imagine what that would do to the cost of asphalt because they couldn't get oil anymore. The cost of our diesel because diesel would go up so incredibly. So it's hard to go out to dinner right now and afford dinner. I mean, we talk about it all the time here in the office, right, Jam? Yeah, you're saying dinner. When I think go out for dinner, I'm thinking like a nice fancy restaurant. You can't go to Five Guys right yeah. with a, a wife and a daughter and <laughs> get yeah. out of there for less than sixty bucks. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's the cost of everything being driven. You know, we're we're scared to death. The cost of our trucks have increased seventy thousand dollars. It's crazy. In thirty six months, that's not the cost of the truck. That's how much it has increased. So to replace 10 trucks, we need to come up with an additional $700,000. A hundred trucks, it's 7 million. So if we replace our fleet every five years, we need to cover an additional cost of $7 million and increase everyone's wages and pay more for health insurance. And as those costs go up, all of our other costs are skyrocketing right now. This is all because of the greenhouse gas effect. It's... We're at an impasse where we need to stop. We need to realize how good we are as a as a whole, as a nation, as yep. a nation, and and 
man, just put on the brakes a little bit. We need to pump the brakes a little bit and continue to move forward slowly. Mm. We're at this pinnacle of we've done all we can do. We, we can't afford anymore as a nation. Yeah. And it's, it's scary. So I know this sounds funny, but Rich, it starts in that city council position. Mm. You're the city council members that will bring in elect that will bring in people to work at the city that are directed by you to say, hey, this is what we need to focus on. This is what's important. This is what we need to do. You know, the same with the mayor's race in City of Thornton. Same with the mayor's race in Aurora. IPOC is behind those right now. You know, trying to push Jan Coleman forward. Mike Kaufman forward. There's also two city council people running in Aurora, two city council people running in Thornton that we need to get behind. And they need our vote because they're the sane, the uh, the like-minded, I guess I should say. That's yeah, the right like, like-minded. That's what, I, that's what I, when you say it starts with city councilman, Dave, or city council person, I shouldn't say. I don't know if that's, that's correct or not, the, the man side of it. But well, anyway, the... I want Rich, and, and Rich has already spoken to, to us, is you ask the questions. You want both sides, just like closing Suncor. Okay, so what is Suncor doing that they need to be closed? Here's the facts. What happens if we close Suncor? Here's the facts. Mm -hmm. Right? Doesn't make sense to close them, but we should get on them maybe to be better. You know, and that's what that's the that's what Rich will do. He he when we were talking to him last week, he goes, why are my school taxes so high? Why are my property taxes so high? Why 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 am I paying Where you know is this money going? ten dollars you know for eggs? How come the roads don't get fixed? Right. Let's get both sides and at least ask the question instead of let's just because on the video there was just close Suncor. That was that was his opponent's stance. Yeah, it's I, bad. I have uh, well, I have a question, but first. You got me fired up about how expensive it is to eat. <laughs> so we went to Bonchon the other day, which is Korean fried chicken. I mean, it ain't. It's not bad. It, it was okay. One hundred and thirteen dollars for Bonchon before a tip. I mean, it's a that's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy, and it just you know. After you get the bill and you pay, it's like, well, that wasn't worth a hundred. That wasn't I, very good. Yeah, was I, a jam. Yeah. I could have, I could have made three fillets at home, home and did better right. than that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and three years ago, Jam, you could have made six fillets or right. five fillets for the same price. I mean, the groceries—they're yeah, out of control as well yep. compared to what they were. And and this is us as a nation being forced. <clears throat> Because of all of the greenhouse gas emissions. And, and I get it. I, I want clean air. I want clean water. We need it. We need it for our kids. But we have it. We're not ending it. There are other players in action, not in the U.S., that are, yeah. that are causing a lot of Pollution this. has no borders. Exactly. What a yeah, Jim, I'm going to tell on myself when you're talking about you know the going out to dinner. Holly's sister was in town two weeks ago for, for mom's funeral or celebration of life. And everybody wanted to go to dinner, and I was like, "Great, you know, we don't get to see your sister that much." And so, her mom and dad, her sister, you know, Erica and James, and you know, everybody went to dinner. And you know, at the end of the dinner, I thought I'd be cool and grab the check, you know. And I'm like, "No, I got it." And everybody's thankful and the whole bit. And they laid the check down on the table, and I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> we split this, right?" <laughs> exactly. What, what, Here's my Venmo number. <laughs> I needed to think twice about that move, you know, and it is just, and then, and then just like you said, 
I could have cooked them all a meal at home and and Twice. and had a better atmosphere than than the restaurant. Not that the food wasn't good and the restaurant wasn't great waiter and all that stuff, Jim, but it's disappointing you can't have a special occasion. Can't yeah. afford it. Um, when's the last time somebody won by being written into a ballot? Do you know I that? don't have that information, Jim. I, I, I don't know. It's not going to be an easy task. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's going to be a fight because you have to remember Rich Trujillo. Yes, you know, and it's it, Rich it's, Trujillo. <laughs> his name's just not on the bat on the ballot, yeah. right? right? Yeah, but it's right going right. to be there's going to be a slot to write in. Right. So yeah, he's he's got a yeah because we're we're trying to uh, a brainstorm jam that uh, like have you you know we put a set of questions together, but have Rich come up here and you do a separate podcast mm-hmm. and we name it something so that we can find it. Mm-hmm. And then we put it on, it was my idea, and I'm not saying it's my, but I don't know if it's a good idea or not, and then put it on flyers that Rich goes in that ward and hands out flyers. Or we take the, the one spare trailer, van trailer up there, and we're like, you know, find out about Rich Trujillo. And we do it, you know, go to this place to find out about the, the podcast and have people listen to get them to remember his his name, to write it in. Yeah, I mean, that's simple enough. We we could do it separate from the Channel 23 podcast a- channel. Absolutely. Just yeah. have another link, and yeah, I mean, it would yeah. be easy to see if people are listening or not. Right, so, right, and just get everybody's attention. And, yeah. you know, it's going to take some some weekends for, from, you know, Rich and Joni. And, you know, and like, you know, regarded as, I guess, Americans or neighborhoods, you know, Rich mentioned that a lot of times, you know, we walked up to people's doors a couple of weeks ago and knocked on them and, you know, you knew they were home, but they didn't want to answer. Here's this guy and, and you know, what's he doing? What's he want? Is he selling something? He's got a clipboard in his hand. And yet if you walked there up there with Joni, people answered their door easier because sure. here's this couple than right. than just a strange manager door right. you know and and so lots to lots to overcome and not complaining at all about people not answering their doors you know first question i would ask him is did you read this sign it yeah. says no soliciting no soliciting. <laughs> no soliciting if you ain't got a million dollar check if you're doing anything but giving us money you hear the dogs barking what does the sign say about the dogs they hungry <laughs> yeah, yeah. But here, here's a guy that that might be able to help you with all those problems, right? right. Not well, not the dogs barking. Yeah. He's not going to help with that. But the price of your groceries. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, because you guys know me, like, I really don't want to be bothered. But if you say the right thing, I mean, I you want to be bothered. Yeah, like yeah. Samsara. We were, we were, we were geotabbing it up, and we were surfsiding our lives away. <laughs> and and. Uh, I forget who it was. They're like, oh, we're transferring a call for you. I'm like, what's it about? They're like, cameras. I'm like. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right? The lady, I don't have time for this. Yeah. and the lady, Just like if that person was at the door, right, Jam? I don't yeah. have time for this. But I gave her the respect. I'm like, look, we're, we're happy. We're, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're good. She's like, well, have you heard about Samsara's new blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no. Why don't you tell me about that? <laughs> hey, I, I got to back you up 100%. We did the same thing with Flood and Peterson, yeah. you know, the insurance agent and, and Eric. And, I mean, I've, I've said it on another podcast. At the beginning, we were pretty damn rude to Eric, yep. you know. And, and uh, kudos, he, he came in with a plan. And so far, everybody on his team has been so responsive. Yep. I think you've had the same experience so far, Jam. And, you know, also brought us some money savings, which helps us and, yeah, it's 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 tough sometimes to to let those people in. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So I just we've we're you know 
kind of gotten sidetracked a little bit. I want to back up to the city council stuff. I just, I, what I'm trying to do is look on here to see whether anyone in Commerce City can vote or it just has to be that ward. Or ward three, yeah. Or I believe anyone in the city of Commerce City can vote if you live in Commerce City for oh, that. Wow. Right? Well, that so, changes it for rich, maybe. Possibly, yeah. I need to verify it. I'm not sure yet. Sure. But here's one of the things that I want to read in there is they're, they're, they were looking for people to run, right? And this is in news and announcements for Commerce City. Mm-hmm. So the city has nine city council members. Their seats are up. And these members create the vision for Commerce City. They pass laws and review and approve the annual budget. Oh, six seats are up for the election this year with all incumbents eligible for re-election. Voters will elect a mayor, city council members for Ward 2 and 3 and 4, as well as two individual can- candidates to represent the city at large. And, and I guess when I read that, they're going to help shape the city and its policies by running for city council and create the vision for Commerce City, pass laws, and review and approve the annual budget. It is so important that we're involved in this. Mm -hmm. And and I don't mean we as in JFW. Everybody, people as a whole, the people we need, we need more people that share our common threads, our common thoughts, our, our issues, our problems. You know, if everyone's happy with what they're paying for everything, don't get involved. If you're not happy... It's time everyone gets involved. So, yeah, get involved in your school board. Get involved in your kids' soccer team. Get involved in city council. Get involved in a water board. Be on an HOA. I know it's a pain in the butt. It's the last thing you want to do, but it is so important. It just, oh, my gosh. Because the the other people that don't share our beliefs or don't share our common threads or aren't in our circle – they're they're way out there. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah. Oh man. Awesome. Any more shout outs? Good luck, Rich. That's all I have to say. There's yeah. my shout out. Yeah, we, as we're as we're leading into the discussion, Jim, the 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 little piece here I ran across a a video there that uh they've done enough of the studies that for employees you have to mention something seven times before the employee thinks it's important. Vote for Rich if you live in Commerce City. That's what I was just going to do. Rich, Rich, Rich Trujillo, Rich Trujillo. That's, <laughs> that's what I was going to do, Dave, exactly. Is, you know, hope, hopefully you heard the name and you can pass it on. And if Dave's right, you know, you got to get out there and vote. Yep. So, yeah. No doubt. Yep. All right, moving on. Discussion. Let's bump your tires. So is that seven or is that 700 times we've, <laughs> we've, we've right? mentioned that? I think we've mentioned it once or... 7,000 We times. probably mentioned it 700 times yesterday. Right. Yeah, we had a lot of flat tires yesterday. Uh, not surprising, I guess, coming off a long weekend. But, I mean, we go away for two days all the time. Yeah. We just went away for three days, you know, so. Just I mean, more time for more problems to, to appear. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, men- I mentioned it to Dave, Jim, and, and I don't think we really do this. That when we're when we because we knew the three day weekend was coming, we've got notification that we were going to be closed except for the Coors guys. But do we run a campaign Friday night or Thursday? You know, it's a day early; anything can happen the next day. But do we push Friday nights? Bump your tires. Bump your tires. Check mm-hmm. your truck out. You're going to be off for three days. Take a few more minutes. 
You know, you're not going to run tomorrow where you can check your truck out. You're not going to run until Tuesday morning. Do we need to get on that early and be a, be a Boy Scout? Because it, it's such time-saving to do that Friday night instead of dealing with it Tuesday morning. I think the focus on Friday was getting out of here at 530. I, 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 right? Yeah. We, right? You know, I seen, yeah. I seen the text theme. I get yeah. that. I mean, I, yeah. 100%. But what that few minutes will save you, right? Yeah, it would save you money. Yeah. Time and money. Yeah. Yep, 100%. And, yeah. And we can't, we just can't stress bumping your tires. And, you know, again, we've talked about that light being on. We had a situation with one of the trailer tires. And, you know, my big thing is lots of times that light comes on. You know, I'm going to say 99% of the time the light goes off. Maybe when in you're in the morning when you start the truck. I'm just backing a, up. Absolutely. In the morning when you start that truck, you know, and you might have to. You know, a hundred times you've left the driveway and it goes out, right? It's just filling the axles, trailer's set for three days, you know, but if it, if it doesn't go out and my best practice is I think you should sit there until the light goes out. It yeah. just should be that practice. We Don't ha- leave this yard if that light's on. Yeah, period. exactly. Not that, you know, a hundred times I've driven down the street and it goes out, yeah. you know, it can't. Yeah. How many times have we heard that? Yeah. Well, you can't until trust the that. one time. It'll go out by the time you hit the light. You got time to sit here in the yard and let it go out. Right. If it's yeah. not going out by the time you hit that light, you need to figure out what's going on with that yeah. anyway. Absolutely. So. And you're you're already still in the yard. You're guaranteed. You know. Then at that point, get out and be. And you should have before you even started the truck bumped your tires. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and that you know, if you got a, a sledgehammer, which all of you should have gotten in your toolkit and all that kind of stuff, you can tell that one of the wide base tires is flat. Oh, yeah. You know, you know that, that's something else, too, Jim, that we, we tell everybody bump your tires, but we don't discuss what they're listening for. Well, I don't know that we do that enough. Ask Jean Freeman's daughter. <laughs> she had it, right? She knew, and she, knew. she was only probably 14, 14 at the time yeah. and not a truck driver. Yep. She could figure it, it out. It, it's funny, Jim. We were, you know talking about 0016 in that front spring that broke uh as far as me and dave know and and uh mikey mentioned it yesterday is we have only lost the passenger spring that's the only one that breaks and it really weird right um but rick happened to be here from mhc and he's got a pretty extensive background in maintenance been in the business for you know 40 plus years or maybe even 50 because he's he's near in retirement um but he talked about checking the u-bolts on those springs whether they were torqued tight enough or not and one of his easiest things which we we hopefully we're teaching the rock trailers guys but you take your hammer and you hit the uh u-bolts and they should make a thud and not not a a hollow ring because they're broke Mm -hmm. you know and it's funny how that just that same thing goes with tires Mm -hmm. u-bolts you know, all sorts of different stuff, as you can tell what's going on by just tapping it with your hammer. Listening for that hollow sound. Yep, listening for that sound. So, yeah, and, you know, maybe that couple tricks, trips, tricks for your, as a driver, you know, maybe, maybe we ought to start hitting that front spring. You know, the U-bolts over that front spring. Yeah. Maybe they are coming loose and we're not realizing it. We're assuming they're staying torqued because they're torqued from the factory and we never have them apart, right? There's no reason for them to come loose. But why is it always that the passenger side spring that breaks? Yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to think. I don't know if you remember. I was only back for a while, and I was up in, uh, I think I had a single drive. I was up at Fry, and I brake checked my load in the tarpon area and broke the front spring. Mm, on the tractor? the the On the tractor, yeah. Yeah. Not the front axle, but the drive axles, Jim? 
steer steer axle okay yeah. so that's what i'm talking about steer axle okay yeah. yeah and again we don't you know i know guys brake check but that's that's hard on everything yeah right we I all mean, that was a valuable lesson for me like wow you could actually break something brake checking <laughs> exactly like, was, I, I didn't know that I, I just figured the material won't move or you'll slide <laughs> or nope yep yep so yeah it's just yeah all that stuff so bumping your tires you know and and then I know I, I seen one of the trailers in the shop yesterday and going down the list here on the discussions, since we're talking about the tires is, you know, what are we at, Dave? 90% of the trucks are all uh, discs. Disc. You know, I yeah. mean, it, and I, all, I know. All the trucks are. All the trucks and are, absolutely, yeah. I think all of the aluminum end dumps with the exception of. Two? One? I, I know one for sure. It could be two. The I know one, the one, one that for sure. Big John used to pull or does pull. Yeah, with the dual wheels should yep. should have drum brakes on it to the best of my knowledge. Right. All all the bulkers. All the bulkers are drum brakes. And we none have, of those have singles and there's fifteen of those. Right. And then two rock trailers. I know there's one because uh, I've seen uh, it yesterday. And I know one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. so I just happened to look at it and go, Oh, that's got drum brakes on it. And the driver stepped on the brakes to back out of the shop and the slack adjusters look like they had a lot of uh, travel in them. Mm. And we don't, I know we talked about it to the bulk drivers and we had a separate meeting with them one morning, but you know, the guys that are, that are, have those few trailers with a, with a pad break with slack adjusters. Do you know what the travel is? Do we, do you know what's legal? Do you know how to check the brake stroke? Are we checking the brake stroke? Do you know, you know, how thick the pad can be? Do you know the groove in the drum? You know, this is all the stuff. And, and, and the guy in the, in the rock trader that I seen yesterday is brand new to that truck. He's been in it, what, a couple weeks, Jim? Yeah. Three, three do, weeks? Do you know what the funny looking can opener thing is on your keychain? <laughs> exactly exactly yeah all that we used to talk about that all the time and how important and that's just something that's that's went away that's right crazy. so and yet we still have i'm winging it 20 to 23 trailers. yeah yeah so we 20 25 percent of our trailers let's just round yeah, it up dave sure, we got 125 percent yeah. of our trailers yeah. still have drum brakes yeah anybody taking care of those anybody right. checking brake stroke right especially when we're busy Right. You know, if we can't, if we, if all our importance is getting out of here Friday night to, for the three day weekend, Jim, you think we're checking brake stroke? Yeah, but Jim, I'm going down the road and I had 91,000 pounds on and the truck and trailer stopped just fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, technology because you're probably stopping it with the tractor that has the disc brakes gotcha. that are, that are badass. Gotcha. You know, and that's, that's, my, that's my opinion. I don't, I don't think, I bet you can have a whole axle on your trailer out of adjustment. You'll never notice it because the disc brakes are so good. Yeah. I mean, there's chart and chart and charts of, in the industry, what disc brakes have done for our industry mm. on stopping, yep. and, and which, is, which is amazing, you know? Um, and <laughs> as I lead on, I, w I went to a wedding um, Saturday, and it was up uh, in, a, in a private home uh, up Floyd Hill, and on the way, Saturday night at 5 o'clock, there was a truck eastbound down, I don't know, almost to where they're putting the new hospital in, sitting there. Anyway, the whole sleeper was burnt. The front of the trailer was burnt. No tires left on it, so it was sitting down like on the frame because the tires were gone and stuff. Mm. And you could tell it was a brake fire. Mm. And luckily, somebody showed up, and the fire department was able to get it out. I don't know 
close to a fire hydrant or had enough on the trucks to get it out. But you're like, okay, so you've made it clear down, and it was a late model truck, so I'm I'm 99% sure it had disc brakes. I'm sure it's got a pack car or Cummins engine in it, so it's got great Jake brakes. Engine brake. Engine brake. I'm, you know, if the guy doesn't have an engine brake, I don't know what he's doing here in Colorado. You can make it down with yeah, no engine yeah, brake totally. if you drive it. So I paid attention finally to jam, and I'm like, wow, there is no traffic, and where's all the fire trucks? Because the driver's standing there, and we drive half a mile, and the state patrol and the sheriff cars and everything are just letting all the traffic. They're leading the traffic. I-70 was shut down eastbound mm. Saturday night. And I'm like, oh, man, does that suck to be in that traffic? I mean, how angry can you be, you know, if you're trying to go someplace Saturday night and here's that truck driver burnt his truck down because he can't slow down. Mm. And, it, and it's so discouraging. So then we go another mile. Here's a truck pulling to the side. The trailer is just rolling smoke. I mean, rolling smoke. He gets stopped. I mentioned uh, James and Erica and uh, families in the truck with me in the pickup. And I'm like, well, that's probably just about to light on fire. Because when he stopped and the way the smoke was rolling and the, the driver's out and he's like waving his hand in the smoke of the trailer. And I'm just like, how disappointing that, that you weren't trained or you took it upon yourself, just like we've talked here, to come down the hill too fast. Right. And, you know, so right now, I don't know how long you're going to have to, at that point, I don't know how long the driver has to sit there and wait for his brakes to cool and all the other stuff. So when we left the wedding and we're coming down the hill at 1030, they're just now towing that truck. Tow wreckers there, lanes closed, all lit up, trying to, and I just, I can't imagine for the, maybe clear from, I don't know what, Eisenhower jam, you think, 15 minutes if you drove a little bit slower. And now he's he's five hours late and wherever the truck's being towed to. Man. And I can't believe the 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 thought process that goes in if you just slow down a little bit, how much time it'll save you in the future. Absolutely. Um, this just kind of reminded me because last week we did talk about, you know, uh, we had a driver just bombing down Windy Point. Mm-hmm. And the driver was just pretty adamant about he knows how to come down the hill and we don't. Anyway, uh, I had a couple, <laughs> I had a couple drivers come up to me and be like, we, "We don't understand. Why didn't you just, you know, tell that driver to go down the road?" You know, and I had to explain to them, "Well, you know, ultimately we want to be able to coach people and have them drink the Kool Aid and do things the JFW way or what I consider the right way." Right. You know. Yeah. That. Not to interrupt, Jen. That's kind of my point. The right way is the right way because right. look at those two guys. Exactly. Yeah, it's not just our way. It's yeah. the best way. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, go, yeah. go ahead, and Jim. We, we talk about that way because we've learned and we've seen and experienced the wrong way. You know, we don't need to do it the wrong way. Um, so just to give you an update, we were going to have another sit down with that driver to kind of make sure we really got on the same page because JR and myself, when we sat down for our first meeting, we were just kind of like, you know, in shock or in denial like that there's actually another side to this story like coming down the hill with 91,000 pounds there's really not a lot of ways to do that the safe way is to go slow so anyway we set up another meeting with the driver he was supposed to come in the morning before he went trucking uh we got a text message from that driver hey hey man i just decided to quit so there you have it 
he ended up going down the road anyway. Yeah, and, and to me, Jim, if he ends up in another company, I feel sorry for that company and their yeah. vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I also feel, as, as we do our trucker prayer, that there's, there's not families because I, I just love that, that question you ask, and you, you basically repeated it just now. If you're, if you're coming down the hill and uh, you're 91,000 and the speed limit's 40 miles an hour, <laughs> what speed should you be going? Depends it on depends. the situation. Yeah, it depends on the situation. Yeah. Here's your situation. You're 91,000 and the speed limit's 40 miles an hour. <laughs> you should be going 40 or less. Yeah. And probably less. Yeah, and, and the, you, you can't pick that out and you, you don't make that decision. That's, you know, and, and we just, I, I got to talk about this too, I guess. I, is what, I go slower, but I don't want to use my brakes. <laughs> oh, funny. Oh, here's your sign. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yesterday we... We've uh, taken and we've done some, uh, uh, what zones are they called, you guys? for Geofences. Geofences yeah. coming out of fair play because today we're running 98 loads out of fair play. Yeah. And that's, that's insane, 98 loads out of fair play today, you guys. Yeah, that either means 50 trucks are hauling two loads each. Or every one of our trucks. Every single truck in the fleet is hauling one. <laughs> right, Dave? Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. And... Uh, so we did some geofences, and JR has been putting some reports together. And you know, right out, right off the bat, when he sends out the report and what he's found, and he's and he's, you know, making sure that the fences, geofences are working right, making sure the report's right. But we had one driver pop out that he's been down through there at five times over seventy miles an hour. Man. And here we go. We're we're talk about it every day. We talk about it more than seven times. We're on the podcast. Here's the speed limit. We've allowed you to haul heavy and everything else. And we still have that one driver that's seventy mile an hour plus over five times coming in certain areas out of fair play. And we can't have that. You know, we're going to be on that driver right off the bat. Then you go to the next speeds, and I think it's over sixty. Still got a driver five times over 60 in the certain areas and that doesn't work you you that does not save time for anybody Mm-mm. we're 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 on the edge of of destroying your life somebody else's life and 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 jfw all at the same time Man. don't don't get it scary yep scary yep absolutely I, I do want to back up. I passed a shout-out when you asked, Jim. Do I have any other shout-outs? I do have one, and it, it, it popped into my mind when you guys were talking about stuff because you kind of you gave a smart-ass answer. I don't even remember what about, Jim. <laughs> Shocker, right? Never. <laughs> no, it was funny because, you know, we ask questions all the time on the radio, you know, when a, a truck calls in and this is going on or that's going on, and I, you either have to laugh at it or you get frustrated at it because it's like, I don't know. I'm, I need to think of an example so it sounds right of what you're going to ask the driver. Like you're asking them something about the tire and they're like, no, I checked the oil this morning and everything yeah. was fine. Right. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't ask anything about that. Right. So I want to give kudos to Stingray because yesterday morning when he left the yard, uh, it looked like his trailer wasn't inflated. Right. It mm-hmm. just looked really low and we were quite a ways away and it just, it just didn't look right. You know, so I, Asked Stingray, hey, would you do me a favor, check your airbags on the trailer, you know, when you go around the corner there and, and see what you come up with. You know, it just doesn't look right. And, man, he just gave the best answer. He's like, 10-4, Dave, I'll pull over and get out and recheck those airbags. Maybe I missed something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. You know, and sure enough, he even came back and owned it that he was like, 
<laughs> the dumbass that drove the truck last when he was doing his post-trip or pre-trip inspection opened the tailgate, which deflates the bags, mm-hmm. and never closed it. And he goes, I was the one driving it last. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of cute, you know what I mean? Like he missed it and was thankful for the, the hey, check this scenario. So that was a win-win, and it was just nice to get the response of, oh, okay, you want me to do this? I'll do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, nice. and, he, and he said thank you, Dave. Oh, true. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, he said thank yeah. you. Hey, good catch. And he said I got it. And yep. And I'm sure knowing Mike, he would have got out on the highway or the road. Yeah. And like, why is this riding like why this? Why is my trailer I know Mike so would have rough. realized that yeah. and had to stop anyway. But yeah. yeah, it was good. Good stuff. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Speaking of the hills, <clears throat> you think uh, the leaves are changing up on Kenosha yet? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got to be close. I. Um, just the temperature this morning here yeah i would yeah. feel like they are now yeah actual hoodie weather this yeah. Morning. yeah 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 <laughs> 50 crazy yeah so 55 51 when we drove 50s. Yeah, it was 50s it, yeah it was chilly uh, i have to look maybe we'll turn the ac off tonight we never did break 100 <laughs> right didn't we get to 99 last week yeah i don't we never think broke we, 100 yeah i don't think we broke year. 100 this year uh-huh. I would say we're we're done. If we didn't, we won't. Yeah, and it is that time to shut the AC off and open the windows, jam, and that cool night air, and that's the that's the Colorado thing right there. Oh uh, yeah, cool electric bill. That's <laughs> Man, yeah, that's something else, right? Don't the electric get me bill. Yeah. yeah, our elected <laughs> officials. Thank you. Huh. Yeah, I'm glad you can afford to live here because not many are to the point we can anymore. <clears throat> so be careful up on Kenosha. Um, if you've been here for a season and you're running up to fair play, you'll know if the, if the leaves aren't changing now, when they do change, there's quite the um, crowd up on top of the pass there. Yes, there is, Jam. There, uh, yeah, you can't, you can't say that enough, and it's back to that speed thing. Just as you're climbing the hill, just slow up. Yep. You know, just something's going to happen this time of year. Just slow up. Mm. You know, you get, you get through that area, and it costs you – Two minutes again. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? We got a night pour next week or a couple. It seems like uh, we're going to be busy with the normal busyness. Also trying to stuff the plants to make sure they got enough material for the night pour. Yeah, I should have really grabbed that list. It came from Mike um, over at Brandon there uh, trying to help us out. And Linda's got all the information. But, you know, they're, they're going to pour from, I don't know, five I don't know, I'm probably making this up, like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. or something, and it's, you know, 600 yards of concrete or whatever. Mm. But I know he gave us all the lists of materials, and I believe it starts next Monday. Right. And uh, goes Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And it's something that, you know, again, Brandon got the job because people count on Brandon. They have a reputation about taking care of their customers. Well, we have the reputation of taking care of Brandon. So a lot of pressure on us, you know, coming into the end of the week, short week, Try to grab some early loads this week, you guys. I'm sure we'll take all we can get. Uh, get with uh, you know Tracy, Oswaldo, or Linda. Check on the early loads. I think it should be. I think we'll push and we'll need to. Looking for volunteers for Saturday already. Oh, um, for sure. I think we. I think we need to stock everything we can Saturday. I think we're going to um, need volunteers to run sand and gravel, and it's really going to put a lot of strain on the bulker bulkers. division. Yep, because they want 250 tons preloaded. Central plant. Yep. That's 10 trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Sitting there. And so, yeah, guys, I just think it's uh, next week and a half. And not that we won't have more pours, but the next week and a half here is going to be really important. And uh, this is where, you know, um, Monday was a paid holiday. 
Um, and so you're not short anything for the week, but you could make some killer extra money on Saturday and still yep. only work four days this week or yep. five days. Yep. yep. And so, you know, let's, let's, if you're, you know, hopefully everybody is listening, volunteer for Saturday. Let's knock some loads out. Let's get, uh, let's, let's show everybody what JFW can do. This is, this is that kind of stuff where the, the chips are down and, and we work really well. Here's the together. Here's the teamwork. Here's yeah. the. Yeah. Here's the relationship. That's where yep. we put it all together. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've kind of changed our. Together we can face and overcome all that stands before us. Absolutely. And you know we kind of working on a different logo or to add a logo to one of the stuff with the American flag together and stuff. And and I like the piece that Ann came up with. It's together we can. Right. Yep. And that's absolutely true. Love that. Can you do that? Well, can't do it by myself, but. but Together we, we can. We yeah. can. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's it's important. I did like that as well. Uh, Ken mentioned he's seen an increase of following distance alerts and harsh turn alerts. Uh, he compares it to driving like you're driving your car. So remember you got a big rig. Remember you got, you know, 35 to 38 feet of trailer behind you. And, you know, these, you know, Jim mentioned the technology on the trucks earlier. They ride really nice, but you could still tip one over if you you're not driving it the right way oh boy yeah yeah and we talk about that all the time about the trucks have become more and more car like you get in you release the brakes you put it in drive and you just step on the throttle and it goes right it does all the work for you the brakes are so amazing it makes it feel like a car because you can stop so easy i mean i like to turn my my cooled seat on before i do all that (laughs) right (laughs) yeah i was just thinking guys that you know driving it like a car that's the technology that we've that we've tried to to make it so it's enjoyable like driving your car. Yep. Good brakes, cooled and heated seats, comfortable ride, you know, uh-huh. lots of braking, good horsepower, automatics, you know, but you can't drive it like your car. No. Right. It's like your car to for you, for safety, for your comfort, but not don't drive it like a car. It's still a truck. Yeah. And you still have to drive it. You have to yeah. plan to drive it. If you're empty coming down the street to our yard, you have to plan to drive it like a truck. If you're cool. You, you can't drive <laughs> What? I don't want to be cool. I just want to drive it like it's a car. Yeah. Yeah. What, do, what do we talk about? All the crazy four-wheelers all the time. Don't yeah. be a crazy four-wheeler in an 18. Yep. yep. Yeah. I get it. What do you guys want to talk about these salt squeegee loads? Yeah, just... Back to to cleaning out the trailers, things things we're talking about this morning. Um, you know, uh, I, I can't read all of this here. This is going to be a different. Doug will load the trucks. The drivers will need to call O oh, on the on the loading. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that, Dave. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either until I read it this morning. But uh, this season's going to be a little different up at uh, uh, Brannon, or we call it Pit Twenty Four. It's the old uh, three three right plant three. Ah. Uh, no, wasn't that pit? What was it? Oh, the pit name, huh? Yeah, what was there. the pit name? I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. All I can think of is Morton. <laughs> yeah, it was ready, ready mixed. <laughs> yeah, anyway, the the original pit there in Brighton, uh, which is called Pit 24, that's where we're going to be loading the salt and squeegee out of. It's the same location as Plant 3. Yeah. Right? We're gonna, we deliver the salt into the dome there. They blend the salt and squeegee. We turn around, haul it out. But uh, Juana is going to be, uh, so let me back up here. The drivers are going to need to call Wana on the phone, tell them all their info. There's going to be a, a company phone up there that they can use, extension 3190 or direct dial 
303-286-1983. WANA will be able to print the tickets for them, remote ticketing. Please have the drivers double check the tickets before they leave. It is going to be extremely important for the drivers to check their tickets before leaving the scale. Make sure, oh yeah, oh yeah, make sure you're letting the shop know. Oh, sorry, wrong wrong section there. I was continuing on. Yep. So you please, everyone, please double check the tickets before you leave because there isn't going to be anyone there that can fix the tickets. They have to be fixed online or over the phone. So yeah, just give, give Juana a call on the phone and uh, provide all your information. And like I say, there's going to be a company phone there. Dial extension 3190 or direct dial 303-286-1983. I'm just assuming that information is going to be on a sheet of paper there by the phone. I, I sure hope it is. So anyway, yeah, if anyone has never done the remote ticketing, it's actually pretty cool. You don't have to deal with anyone there except the other person on the other end of the phone. So it'll work out pretty good. Right. Yeah. Technology, trying to make it better for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. A little faster, hopefully. Yep. Yep. You don't have to have a scale person sitting there and waiting on every truck and gives us the flexibility. Yeah. Jam, can you remember the name of of the ready mixed pit at plant three? What was it called? What was the name of it? Boral. We just called it Boral, right? Yeah. It didn't I, have a name. It, yeah. It was, it was just Boral or or and then moved to Morton and we're looking at Nick's. Yeah. Huh. Guess I'm just having a brain fart. I thought it had a name for some reason. The plant at plant three. So before the, we, the pit at plant three. Oh, Boral. Yeah, just poor. Huh. Yep. I don't know why. I guess I'm thinking of the name of the property back there or something. I'll have to look it up. Lakes. Yeah. It's something lakes. Hmm. Twin lakes. I don't, I don't <laughs> I'm anyway. Sure, I'm sure Russ is like chewing off his arm or Chris right? is or yeah. you know, yeah. Stingray or something If you know when they hear this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah and I would call it Pit 24? Four, yeah. No, you're pit yeah, that's yeah. what it's yeah. called. Yeah. That's what Which it's I called was, now. Oh, there yeah. we go. I got it right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I was like... Because I was like, where's pit 24, right? Right. It's the plant three concrete location there on Uh, Old Brighton Road. The old borrow pit. Yeah, the old old borrow pit. pit, Yeah. All right, last thing on the discussion for me is um, make sure you're letting the shop know. This is actually from Casey. He threw this in last night for us. Make sure you're letting the shop know when it's getting close to needing an oil change. So just kind of like a Jiffy Lube or whatever, you'll see, you know, on the top left, you'll get a sticker that says when you're supposed to change your oil at. If you see you're at that mileage, let the shop know. They usually keep up on that stuff, but, you know, maybe they fell behind or they don't know. Or Yeah, I guess we missed you, two over there at yeah. yard 23. So. Yeah, or the sticker, right? Well, I mean, the sticker's gone or you have a question. or even Well, that's how they found them. The stickers were in there, so. Sure, yeah. Sure, but question it if you get in a truck. Yeah. There's no stickers Yeah, I'm getting. No, it. good yeah. point, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <clears throat> you guys got anything else for the discussion before we move to the? High road hauling. I just have we mentioned everything seven times? Have we? Have no, we, I feel like <laughs> it. <laughs> Are we? Hey, everybody! It's important. <laughs> we bump the tires. Got to bump the tires. We got to vote for Rich. You know, watch watch the leafers. You know, clean out your trailers. You know, all the good stuff. I've. You know, it's just the three of us today, and I know when Super Dave's here, the last few uh, podcasts we've done, we. We feel it's a repeat, and it's a repeat, and we got some guests coming up and stuff like that. But you know, the the deal that I read about the seven saying it seven times, I think the 
the thing is... Are you jumping right into final thoughts? No, no, no. I just was on the seven things. <laughs> is, is the lady said, uh, how boring... Slow your roll there, James. <laughs> <laughs> how boring that is. And I, I feel a little bit of our conversations here are just plain boring. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, cause it's, it's the same thing and, but you have to get it out there and you have to make it real. And I think that's what we're trying to do is make it real. The, you know, the two trucks I seen one, bl- one on fire and the other one smoking and being towed. And the, the, you know, the driver last week coming down, uh, what windy, windy point. point and it, it's real. You guys, it's yeah. not, it's not the leafers. I mean, we yeah. had one guy, this isn't a, a game. No, it's, it's not. not a game. You know, the one guy several years ago, uh, Vitaly, was that Vitaly? Yeah. That, you know, had a car stop in front of him on a Saturday, just stop in the middle of the road. He he stopped, slam on the brakes, but his, his evasive maneuver, he put the truck in the ditch. Mm. You know, and Dave had to go up and, and pull him out. Luckily, he was empty. Fairly easy to fix, right, yeah. Dave? But yeah. he couldn't drive out on himself. He, he still put it in the ditch. I don't know, was there any truck damage? But st- it's a real situation. I guess that's what, when we talk about this stuff, it's for real. It's yeah. happened. You, yeah, we're, it's, we're aware yeah. of it. We're yeah. sharing our knowledge, but it's up to you to absorb it. How can we say it seven times and you not hear it? Right? Yeah. That's, that, mean, and and I'm, I'm like, how do we teach that in saying do, it seven times, right? How does somebody have a near miss and minimize that near miss? Right. Like, yeah, you that, you know, to to me if an inch is as good as a mile. If you didn't hit something, you didn't hit something, right? <laughs> right. But at the same time, if you know, when you look at it like you ran out of room to stop, you know, but nothing nothing truly happened, like that's gotta wake your ass up. Oh man. Like, wow, I just I just really had a near miss. Maybe I'm not yeah. as good as I think I am. I call that shaky leg, Jim, when you when you oh. when you you know, narrowly scathe that situation. You're like, oh my gosh, I I can't right. do that again. Or right. you know what I mean? It I should, really need to increase my you. yeah. I need to increase my following distance. Or I can't believe I was looking at my phone and right. and got by with that. Or whatever the case may be, right? And you're just like you have shaky leg because you you avoided it, but you have so much adrenaline. Your legs, your right. arms are shaking. You know what I mean? You, you should you're have like, shaky Holy leg. Holy crap! You know if you don't. You know, I mean, really, it should haunt you a little bit. Like, yeah. wow, yeah. I could have killed somebody. Yes, and you, you need know? to change yes. right there. Yeah. Yep. I call it stanky leg, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, re- I ran uh, across the TikTok. I've been following this this uh, lady airplane uh, pilot, but she's uh, water. It's a water plane. Mm. And uh, same situation when you talk about shaky leg. Um, she's going to land in a lake landing. And it shows her landed already, and the little thing was trying to calm down after a jet skier cut in front of her Ooh, landing. Oof. And I just don't think you take that plane and lift it back off. Right. You, you, yeah. you're Inevitable that you're going to hit the jet skier, yeah. probably. I mean, yeah. you don't hit the brakes. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, God, people, you know, here's a plane coming at you, and you cut across in your jet ski. What, what the heck? Yeah. You know? It's in every it's in every field, right? You know, right? Scary stuff. Well, I'm feeling a lot of pressure right now, and that's because Super Dave's not here, and we're gonna attempt to pull off a high road hauling without him. In the spirit of, in the spirit of Super Dave, um, 
Anyway, and he's, and he's just on vacation. You guys. Oh yeah, <laughs> he'll, he'll be back Monday. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I can't remember if I read this book or I wrote this in 2019, and when I say wrote it, I plagiarized it. <laughs> That's my best. <laughs> I copy and pasted this in February yeah. 2019. I was going to say, maybe we should explain what plagiarize means. <laughs> that means we didn't do any of it ourselves. Right. We anyway, there's a, love the idea. Yes. <laughs> right. There's a book, but we are giving credit where credit's due, and I want to give credit to James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits, Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. So what is an atomic habit? Well, here's the definition. Tiny or small. Habits should be small and easy to do. Number two, a fundamental unit of a larger system. Atoms build into molecules. Molecules build into compounds. Little habits you repeat each day turn into larger systems of your daily routine. And number three, a source of immense energy or power. Habits are the atoms of our lives. If you make small changes that are easy to do and layer them on top of each other, like units of a larger system, then you will end up with remarkable, powerful results in the long run. We do not rise to a level of our goals. We fall to the level of our system. If you're having trouble or have bad habits that are keeping you from your goals, it's not you, it's your system. The standard narrative of habit change, success, and performance improvement is to set a goal and try really hard. You may believe that if you don't achieve your goal, that means you don't have enough grit, the willpower, or the perseverance. When we look harder at a human behavior, we see that so many of the actions we take are a response to the system we find ourselves in. If you are failing, it doesn't mean you need to change your goal, but your system. If you focus on feeling guilty or blaming yourself for not improving, that is not effective. When you can switch your thinking to, no, it's not me, it's a system, you will be much more productive in obtaining your goal. We can restructure our physical, social environments and change our approach. Select a strategy that will work well for you and promotes good habits naturally. Scale your habits down. Use a two-minute rule. Master the art of showing up. A habit must be established before it can be improved. Restructure physical environment. Good habits are more obvious, available, and frictionless path of least resistance. Bad habits are less visible. There is more friction and not as easy. Momentum. Habits are the compound of interests of self-improvement. Just like money multiplies from compound interests, the effects of your habits multiply as you repeat them over time. Habits, good or bad, ripple into the other areas of your life. All the greatest returns are delayed. So here's the fourth stage of the habit. Number one is Q. The Q catches your attention and uses our senses. Number two is craving. Predict, prediction your brain makes about what to do next. The way you interpret the cues in your life determine how you respond. Number three, response. The thing you actually do. The routine that you respond with. And the fourth stage of the habit is reward. All habits serve us. Bad habits serve us in the moment, but not in the long run. Good habits are hard to make stick because we like to be rewarded instantly. And here are the four laws of behavior change. The first law applies to Q. Make it obvious. 
The second law applies to craving. Make it attractive. The third law applies to response. Make it easy. And the fourth law applies to reward. Make it satisfying. To break a habit, just inverse the four laws. For cue, make it invisible. For craving, make it unattractive. For response, make it difficult. For reward, make it unsatisfying. So many of our habits and performance items in our lives are affected by the people we hang around. All humans have a deep primal desire to belong. When habits and behavior allow you to fit in, they are very attractive. If they force you to stand out, they are unattractive and we want to avoid them. Join tribes where your desired behavior is a normal behavior because if it's normal in that group, then it's going to seem attractive to you to do it even if it's not convenient. We imitate the habits of those around us. By shaping tribes you belong to, you often shape your habits by imitation. And then uh, there is a proximity principle by Ken Coleman, and he says, in order to do what I want to do, I need to be around people that are doing it, and I need to be in places it is happening. Learn, do, and connect. And the quote of the day is, confidence is a habit that can be developed by acting as if you already had the confidence you desire to have. And that's by Brian Tracy. Hmm. A lot of good stuff in there. Right? Jam, yeah. A lot of meat. Yeah, a lot of meat. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Got to eat eat that whale one bite at a time. It's funny. I read it yesterday, Jim, because he said, what do you think of this? And I I read it, and I'm like, it's funny. There's so many things that we talk about in there because the first part is about, you know, I told him the same exact thing, but I said, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. That was exactly what I said, Jim. Yeah, Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, because you do. I mean, how many of us you know try to belong you know or right. you know and I, yeah yeah there's so much to that jim but if you look at the laws of behavior change and the cues um or the stress stages like if you look at like quitting smoking right for the cue you want to make it invisible right so you hide your cigarettes mm-hmm. right for craving you make it unattractive right for response you make it difficult like <clears throat> i was reading probably in this book like somebody was trying to quit smoking well, they took their cigarettes, they put it in the garage, on the second shelf, in a container. So, okay, the nicotine's there. If you really need it, it's going to be a pain in the ass for you to yeah. go get those cigarettes, yeah. you know? And then the reward is make it unsatisfying. But, you know, if you're looking, you're looking to go to the gym, right? Make it obvious. Put your gym bag out at the front door. You know, make it attractive. Like, well, if I go to the gym, I get to whatever, wear this outfit or mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. That's the same with, I mean, with me, with food, I've talked about it is, you know, I've tried to, you know, the carnivore diet, that's because I've eliminated all the other stuff, Jam. I made it difficult to get that other stuff. Yeah. And so then hopefully I don't do it, you know? Exactly. Good stuff. Yeah, Yeah, good stuff. Final thoughts. Good job. Closing arguments. So no questions from the audience. We didn't have anything this week, and uh, I, <laughs> well, no. we're working we'll, through that. We'll, we'll I have a question from the audience, but I don't have the right answer. Okay, so okay. we got to do some way. investigative yeah. snooping. Yeah. Huh. And Ray's Ray's been sick, right? Yeah, Ray's so, sick, so yes. no tips or tricks. tricks. Okay. We only get those when he's healthy. Okay. Here's a tip or trick: bump your tires. There you go. <laughs> know what you're listening for when you bump your tires. Check your brakes. Yep. Check your lights. Keep your oil full. All those are tips and tricks, right? I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So you up? You it, going? Oh, I, am, is it me? 
I don't care. Me or you. We need to flip a quarter. There's only three men in this room. Rock, rock, paper, scissors. Nah, I'm going. (laughs) No, I want to, you know, our creed obviously is about together and, and we talk about that all the time and, you know, just teamwork and partnership. And so I've just looked up a bunch of different things. Hopefully I can tie it all together here. But the definition of teamwork is the combined action of a group of people, especially when effective or efficient. And an example of that is our group has a good sense of teamwork, right? That's teamwork. A partnership is the state of being partners, an association of two or more people as partners. In a sentence, we should go on working together in a partnership. So again, we, you know, we talk about together, our whole creed is with together. So again, bear with me because I'm going to try and tie all this together. But we've talked about David Goggins before, and I think, you know, a lot of you guys have, have heard of him. And if you haven't, just type him in. He's going to bring up stuff about, you know, one of his most popular videos is who's going to carry the boat. And we've talked about it. And, you know, I've tried to read his book, but he's an ultra marathon runner now. He's also, and this, this just blows me away. And I've mentioned this before. I looked it up. He's the only member of the U.S. Armed Forces to complete SEAL training, Army Ranger School, and Air Force tactical training for the Air Force. So, like, like this guy's a badass beyond badasses, right? I mean, if you know a Navy SEAL, they're an anomaly. If you know someone that's in the, the uh, uh, Ranger School, they're an anomaly. If you know someone that's completed the Air Force tactical, they're an anomaly. This guy's all three, right? I mean... Any of the special operations. I yeah, mean. when you look up badass, I mean, this guy is not only a physical specimen, but I mean, he's a mental specimen. Mm-hmm. Because to get through all of these things, it takes a lot of mental courage, right? So, so like I say, being a badass, uh, if you Google him, one of his most famous quotes uh, that, he, that he created during SEAL training is, who's going to carry the boat? And during the training, uh, when he's going through that SEAL, I'll call it SEAL school, I hope that's the right terminology, but... You know, they try to break you down mentally. You're awake for like 72 hours or, or longer than that, physically, mentally beat. And uh, at one point, you're standing in the waves crashing in on the shore, and you're with a group of other men, and, and you're having to hold this boat. And, I mean, it's like probably a 14-foot wooden boat that probably holds four people or six people or, or whatever. I, I've heard the term John boat or whatever, but... Either way, you're with your team of six, and, and you're holding a boat above your head. You know, and, and he's like, he just gets mentally pumped up enough that he goes, we can get through this, and he convinces his team that, hey, who's going to hold the boat? You know, and he gets his team so pumped up, they're all yelling, we're going to hold the boat, we're going to hold the boat. You know, and when you watch the video, it's I'm pretty sure it's Team 9, but he says, Team Nine's going to carry the boat. That's who's going to carry the boat. And he's like yelling out there, who's going to? Who's going to carry the boat? Who's going to carry the boat? So, again, bear with me because I'm going to try and tie all this together. But obviously, all of you guys have heard my son's off at college. Uh, he's going to Purdue up there, and that that team of athletes or anyone at that school is called a Boilermaker. And uh, so, if you're a student on campus going there, athlete, anything, you're a Boilermaker. Anyone on campus is a Boilermaker. So. We only get to talk to Sam like once a week now. I mean, he's just, he's gone, right? So we talk to him on Sundays and it's really special that we get to talk to him and it's actually a meaningful conversation. Like he's got a lot to say and he was super pumped up this week when we talked to him on, on Sunday. And, uh, uh, he says, uh, 
you know, hey, I got a couple shout outs from the team about how hard I'm working. And he goes, this is the hardest thing I've done in my life. You know, he goes, it is, it is the toughest thing that I've had to do. And we just said, oh, we're so proud of you. You know, and a couple texts we threw back and forth and it was funny. I said, Sam, who's going to carry the boat? Because we had shared these inspirational uh, videos and, and things in the past. And the reply I got, I was I wasn't taken back, I was, but I was shocked. And I was so proud of him because it was like an aha moment. And he replied, the Boilermakers are. Not me, not I. He got the team. He wow. got the teamwork. He wow. got the partnership. He got the, I can do this because I have the support, right? So I guess I want to finish with family. The definition of that is a group of one or more parents and their children living together as a unit. And our family has always done what's best for all, not just what's best for themselves. If one of us needs to sacrifice, we always have. And that's what makes us a great partnership with great teamwork. And that that comes back to our creed in being together. And I guess that's what we've always tried to tie with JFW is, you know, being a great family, being uh, having a great partnership, doing the teamwork, you know, and it's, it can never be about just you. It can never be about you. If you're living like that, you're not living a complete life. You can't be selfish. You can't only think of yourself. You have to think of others. And, you know, Jim brought it up at the beginning of the podcast, you know, that had to feel so good for Rob and his husband. He did something for someone else, right? He sacrificed, he may not look at it like that, but he sacrificed some money. Whether he gets it back or not makes no difference. Mm. He helped those people out. He was thinking of others. And I guess I just, you know, I'm super proud of Sam. I'm super proud of our family. I'm super proud of JFW just because I see the teamwork. I see the partnership. And it's so neat not to see the selfishness. Mm. And, And I just... I see that in everyone here. I don't see anyone that we're connected with that's selfish. It's not me. It's not I. It's not this. Right. It's it's a dream work makes the teamwork, or teamwork makes the dream work, right? Right. So, yeah. Yeah, biblically, we call that dying to self. If you ever heard the expression, okay. die to self, it means die to your needs. I mean, obviously, you want to put God's needs first, but others as well. So, yeah. That's, yeah. I think life is a lot more impactful if you live for someone else, mm. not for yourself. When yeah. you live for yourself, it's it's probably not very successful. Yep. Probably can't feel too good, I it's guess. It's got to be lonely, too. It has to be very lonely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, listening to you, Dave, and I totally agree in what you guys just said, but I think there's a small piece there where you have to, you st- have to love yourself, though. You yeah. To, you have to be happy oh, with course. yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that you can serve others, you know, yeah. you have to take care of yourself. So, you know, I don't mean being selfish. Just take care of yourself so you can help somebody else. Yeah, need, I, I look at it as know? strength. You yeah. have to have the strength in yourself to help others. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. that's going to be that might not be the cool thing to do. Just like your high road hauling, Jim. Right. That, that might not everybody. Why are you doing that? Why are you Why are you putting that cart back? Yeah. Somebody else. Well, they got they got people to do that. Yeah, I, I call it, you know, filling your cup. You want to make sure your cup's full yeah. so you can fill other people's cups. Yeah. You know, sometimes you feel like your cup's empty, but everyone's still coming to get a sip. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. I don't have <laughs> and, anything more to give, right, Jam? Yeah, but somehow they still manage to get those sips from you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you think yeah. you're empty, you know, but, oh, you know what? I got a little bit more I yeah. can give. Yeah. Then 
then you know where do you go to get your cup filled back up and who does that for you you know do, are you capable of filling it up your sometimes own? you have to do it yourself you know, right do you get it you know spiritually yeah. do you get it from surrounding yourself with other men or women or people or yeah you know it's it's tricky yeah, so I, so I think, you know, like our creed, every word there starts with together. Yep. And together creates the teamwork. It creates the partnership. You know, I just, I, it creates the family. And I guess, you know, just super proud of, of Sam. I just love yeah, that just, answer. I got I, emotional just hearing you say it. It's just like, <laughs> the heck's going on up here? <laughs> right? It was just so cool because I was like, I just so expected because all the years past, he had a team. He was working with them. But he didn't have, I don't want to say their support because he did, but he felt like he was carrying that boat by himself. There was mm. a lot of pressure on his shoulders, right? Mm. And now he's sitting there and it's like, who's going to carry the boat? I both, just, both I would have, I, Jam, I would have bet you a cheeseburger. Oh, he's going to answer. I'm going to carry. The, and he would have uh. said, I'm going to carry the effing boat because uh. he's told me that before. You know what I mean? In the, in the last three years, he's like, I'm going to carry the effing boat. Uh. And I'm like, oh my God. He replied, the Boilermakers are going to carry the boat. I was like, so yes. Great. Right? So great. Yeah. Yeah, that teamwork, that family, that partnership. You can't live for yourself. You can't do it by yourself. You have to think of others, not just me, me, me. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure there's there's others if I think about it, Dave, but I've always thought about that too. Uh, and, and that's neat that Sam can realize that because out of all the sports, you know, I think track and field – uh, swimming, um, you know, like your your gymnastics, some of those solo it, events. Is that they're solo saying? events, Dave. Yes. That's where I was going. And you, ha- it's not football, it's not volleyball, it's not soccer. You know, it's not anything like that. You're 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 with a team, but all your stuff is individual. Right. It's you live and die in the water by yourself. Right. You live and die on the track by yourself. You know, and there, there but. For a team to stand behind you and then for Sam to pick that out, that's where a team support, because it, it is the same thing here right now. Right. You live and die in that truck by yourself. Yeah. That's your track. That's your swim event. That's your you know gymnastics out there by yourself. No matter what we do here, and we're, great team, we're supporting you, and that's what this podcast is about, is supporting you individually as a team to make you a superstar but when you you know don't bump your tires don't follow too close come down the hill too fast then you affect the whole team and yourself right you know there there's no difference drag on the team yeah we can we can hold the boat up the whole time but we need you right we need you because that end of the boat's going to tip when you when you come down the hill too fast totally it's just all there is to it Yeah. yeah Yeah. yeah so as a parent, I felt great, Jim, on that. Like, I bet. you know what I mean? It was it was a, it was a, a good good feeling that, hey, I've taught him that the sense of caring for others is more important than just doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's that so great. many layers to that. Like, if you look, I mean, obviously, I wasn't involved in Sam's, you know, life, right? But he was just this little human being. Yeah. And now he's a, a grown man off right. to college with. His own values, and when I say his own, obviously, you know, family values and stuff, but people turn left or they turn right or they go their own way, but for him to have that inside, yeah, that's got to be a winning moment. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, again. I mean, you've gone through it with your girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, but I got I to gotta relate it back to us. 
you know, a lot of, you know, to put it this way, family members, employees, you're going to have your own values. Right. You know, but we have to align our values together again to be successful I mean, here. The creed is just such money. You know, right? it's like, yeah. when to- you read that creed, I mean, if if you didn't know anything about JFW, but you read that creed, you could take that, you could fold that up, put it in your pocket and hang it on your fridge and it could be your family's creed, yeah. you know? And you go, you can walk any place with that creed yep. to any situation. Yeah, it is powerful. Yep, and go. What what do I need to do here? Right. Read the creed. Yep. yep. Yeah, and Mick, the the gentleman that led Mom's service last weekend, you know, he created that creed for us, based out of just asking us questions. Right. You know, Jim and I didn't sit down and go, oh, we, we, whoa, 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 you know. And Mick right. just he drilled us for for days and weeks and months for the answers and as as they unfolded you know and that's what one of the things that i that i like that you know mick brought up is you don't read in the creed we want to be rich right you don't read in the creed you know anything 500 trucks yeah or have x amount of trucks it could be three trucks right Right. we just we want to face and overcome all that stands before us be accident free just yeah be the jfw family so no doubt yeah yeah he led, he led the celebration that same way, Dave. He did. Yeah. 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 yeah he did it. Yeah. Did it in a great Friends, manner. family, didn't, yep. we, we were all together that day. Yep. Yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one person can't do it. Nope. Yeah. Nope. But one person can sure cause a lot of grief. Yeah. Together and we, you yeah. know, we can yeah. together. Yep. Yeah. It's not That's what so. I want. Yeah. Can't be a me. Yeah. Can't be myself. So. Anyway, so how does somebody new, right, who's never been exposed to that, you know, because we run into it all the time. I've been that person. I'm here for the money. You know, what I mean, I told you about when I went to work at G and Z. Like, the guy's basically trying to talk me out of the job because you know it's it's quote unquote a rough job. You know, well, how much money can, can I make? Can I make the money you promised me? Yep, sign me up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we, we run into those guys here, you know, and I'm, I'm not taking a shot at them. They come and they, they're just all about the money and all about me and my truck and what time I'm getting to fry and how many loads I hauled. Well, how do we convert them, you know, to, you know, it's not about your piece of the pie. It's about the whole pie. About the whole pie. I yeah. guess we just continue to talk and express and, Exposure. and educate and, right. and, and talk about what we continue to keep talking about. Yeah, I agree. Great question. Be, be, because, the, I mean, <laughs> a great question. generally those people, they're not only not successful here generally, right? I mean, I'm not saying they're not, but, but they're, a lot of them struggle here because they're only focused on one thing, not the whole pie, right? Yeah. But, but they're generally struggle at a lot of places because that's the issue, right? So... Yeah, yeah. And that, that that one guy that I've been listening to, and, and I read it on the podcast. If you concentrate on your personal growth, mm. you know the rest will come. Yeah, I was right. going to say if that guy, even if he's sorry to interrupt, if he's money motivated, but he also or she also wants to improve their life, they could buy into the creed. Yes, mm-hmm. you know, but they got to want to have some self improvement other than their bank account. Yes, yeah. But don't get me wrong, the bank account could definitely grow. Right. Because we see it happen all the time here. You yep. know, who's bought houses this year? Who's got the newest car or the latest and greatest or, you know. So. Yeah, and a lot of those, a lot of that growth, not that you can't do it individually, but I see a lot of it's with they've they've gotten married or they've found a significant other and they're growing a home together 
and they're having kids and you know a lot lot of success you yeah. know the the american dream a lot of life happening yep a lot of life good and bad and they can't do it on their own no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> gotta be gotta gotta have a partner gotta have a gotta have teamwork you know gotta yeah. have family just rolls me back to Louis Sabar's quote or his shout out or you know just you know it's nice to i love how you think about my family as much as i do like, mm-hmm. to me that says it all mm-hmm. very cool all yeah. right well don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel 23 podcast hit that follow button also don't forget to go back and listen to episode 72 help find amber's mom links to her story will be in the description of today's podcast as well speaking of the amazing creed why don't we say that amazing creed and get on out of here perfect that sounds good <clears throat> Together, Together we face, face and overcome all that stands before us. Together we are accident-free. Together we joyfully create honest value for those we serve. Together we celebrate our differences and respect those with whom we work. Together we are accountable for our words and our actions. Together we are the JFW family. Together we can. <laughs> Together we can. You might have to add that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Peace out, everyone. Have a great week. Be safe. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-looking for another load. Well, it's a family tradition, any Rocky Mountain day. Our fathers before us showed us the way. We work for asphalt cowboys and concrete kings, but that's never been a problem because we got diesel in our veins. We've got diesel in our veins. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. I hear there's a couple million tons to move. I see them everywhere. So you best get out their way and watch that sand and gravel disappear. There's another run to make. We gotta get it there on time. And we got what it takes to lay it all out on the line. Big bright shiny red trucks just a trucking down the road. Those big bright shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Those big bright shiny red trucks got the best drivers in town. They've got all the tools they need to keep that hammer down. When they hit them scales, they won't need to dodge them, won't need to duck them. They just keep that hammer down And they keep that diesel trucking Keep that hammer down And keep that diesel trucking I see those big bright shiny red trucks Just a trucking down the road Those big bright shiny red trucks Just a looking for another load 
They just keep them doors closed, keep them butts in their seats. Cause those customers are calling, and those rent trucks can't be beat. They've gotta put the hammer down, and pick up another load. Get it off the ground, keep them eyes open and on the road. Keep them eyes open on the road. I see those big, bright, shiny red trucks just a-truckin' down the road. Those big, bright, shiny red trucks just looking for another load. Breaker, Breaker 2-3, anybody got a copy on that Channel 23 podcast? Welcome. Thanks for listening.